We're watching stocks under pressure here as the Nasdaq's down about one and a half percent. Nothing's really changed from the overnight action. Dollars up, rates are up. That's causing disruptions. Volatility, though, of course, is still off the highs of the year. That October plateau in the market brought VIX down as low as 26. Let's talk options, derivatives in the wake of the Federal Reserve with Randy Frederick, joining me, the managing director of trading and derivatives at Charles Schwab. Randy, great to have this chat here in great person. Great to be back with you, Oliver. Absolutely. What stands out to you here uh, in the last 24 hours? I mean, the market's getting hit, kind of the usual playbook, rates up, dollar up, stocks down. Any of this surprising? No, I mean, I think it's interesting that it, I think what happened yesterday morning prior to the Fed press conference is a good example of what we've been seeing for quite a while, which is the fact that the market's kind of a coiled spring right now, just looking for any sort of positive catalyst to rally. And then when Jay Powell started his press conference, of course, he kind of squashed that optimism and the markets turned right around and went the other way. But it's indicative of the daily and intraday volatility that we've been seeing, frankly, all calendar year, 2022. Yeah. Even when we kind of went sideways for October, got a little bit of a bounce, there were some really big moves in that. Yeah. Arguably the most interesting thing that happened in October, because I don't think many technicians are looking at the chart of the NASDAQ, the S&P, and seeing anything terribly impressive. Right. Maybe the Russell kind of finding a low to the mm -hmm. summer. But I would argue the VIX dropping down was one of the more interesting things we got in October. We got 26 after we just couldn't punch through 35. This chart to me is pretty interesting, and you've actually got a really yeah. good factoid to go along with this. Walk me through it. Yeah, so the VIX was actually created in the early part of 1993. And a lot of people think it was created in 1990 because most of the data you'll find, they backdated the calculations all the way back to 1990. But it's actually only been around just not quite 30 years right now. One fascinating statistic is you can sort of you can sort of section out parts of the VIX. So, for example, normal levels, anything below 20 for the most part, 20 to 30 is what I call sort of the high anxiety, high uncertainty zone, and um, 30 to 40 is when people start to get a little worried. But you really don't see panic in the markets until the VIX hits 40. A fascinating thing that has happened so far: we're now in the 11th month of this bear market that yeah. began at the beginning of the year. This is the first bear market since the VIX was created 30 years ago. Well, we haven't seen a spike above 40. Many people will probably remember the uh, bear market that happened in March of 2020 when COVID hit, the VIX spiked all the way up to 80. And that's kind of what you oftentimes saw. We saw that in 2008. We saw it back in 2000 to 2003 zone. The highest we've gotten this year uh, has been up and around that 36 range. So Amazing. panic has really never set in. Now that doesn't mean it has to, but there's a long history where it always has during bear markets. It's a fascinating statistic. Uh, I'm, su I'm surprised that I hadn't heard it until you just mentioned mm -hmm. it to me, but it now suddenly answers a lot of questions to some degree. Arguably it brings up some as well, but I think it does address this uh, scenario where it almost, uh, to me, kind of that argues a perhaps sustainable uh, bear market because when you get yeah. those panics and shocks, they don't last very long, no. just like COVID. So right. does this potentially tell us like, hey, we could have some ways to go here? Yeah, I think it does. And in fact, you're right. When you have a panic sell-off, a waterfall decline and a big spike, you tend to get what's called a V bottom, right? I mean, immediate ricochet back the other direction. Certainly, we had that in, uh, in March of 2020 after COVID hit. And in fact, the, the trajectory of the S&P going into and out of that bear market was remarkably similar to what we saw in March of 2009 after the financial crisis. But this bear market, as you said, has been very different. We've been declining now for, again, in, almost into the 11th month, and it has been a slow, steady decline. There hasn't been a lot of panic. There hasn't been that waterfall decline. And as a result, we really haven't seen a panic in the VIX. But another important statistic is this. 
all the bear markets since World War II, the average duration of those bear markets is only about 16 months. It's relatively short. So while I would say we're probably closer to the end than the beginning, the fact that we haven't had that panic capitulation type of a move tells me that, yeah, we probably have a few more months to go, probably sometime into early to mid next year. Sounds like a, a good data point to dig out then would be kind of maybe where the average peak VIX is along that duration of the of the average bear market. Yeah. Uh, because then if and when we get that spike, maybe we'll have some baseline. But the bottom line is right now, it's unique in the notion that while it's been so painful for so many people, in many ways, in kind of a twisted way, yeah. It's been more painful than much of the COVID crisis because we were so fast to V-bottom and so many people were able to benefit from then that big stimulus dump, market making right. new highs. Does this arguably speak though to the notion that maybe underlying the economy is not terrible. Maybe it's the stock market that has ailments if we don't have an economic crisis to push VIX to 50. Yeah, and I think all those points are very valid. Obviously, we're not going to get economic stimulus to get us out of this bear market, right? right? Because frankly, that's what got us into it to begin with. Uh, you have the, if you think about the, from the perspective of it being a recession or not, we just got a GDP number that was strongly positive, frankly. We really have only had a technical recession in that Q1 and Q2 were negative GDP. So it has been a very mild recession, if you can even call it that. The sure. official arbiters, the National Bureau of Economic Research hasn't even declared it that yet. By the time they do, it'll probably be over. But it has been slow and steady, and yes, you could argue that it's been painful, but not in the panic sort of way. And again, yeah. that probably speaks to the fact that the labor market is still very strong. For the most part, consumers are holding up much better. It's fascinating when you compare consumers' attitudes to consumers' behaviors. The attitudinal measures of all are all terrible. People are really unhappy and they're complaining a lot about inflation, but at the same time, they're all still out buying things, yeah. taking vacations, yeah. going to restaurants, and so what they feel and what they're doing are two different things. The begrudging uh, vacation. That's right. <laughs> in the uh, post-COVID recovery, but a post-COVID bear market without a VIX uh, breaking out uh, in a crisis level way. Yeah. Great statistic and great perspective for us, Randy. Thank you very much. You bet, Oliver. Take care. Randy Frederick, Managing Director, Trading and Derivatives at Charles Schwab.